Welcome to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. This is a weekly series that showcases the world of sports with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. From the recruiters and players to the teams and coaches, we've got it all covered. Now, here's your host, Coach Hurley Brown. Oh, yeah, baby, we are back. I am finally flat back from that sabbatical. I'm your host, Hurley <laughs> Brown, and you are listening to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Hey, uh, first of all, thank you for staying with us and allowing me the opportunity to, to take my short-term sabbatical. But I really want to give a, a big shout-out and a huge thank you. Kevin, if, boy, if you didn't, which wasn't so ugly, I'd kiss you. But you held it down for you, boy. You held it down for me strong, and I'm proud of it, and I appreciate it. But it's no different than what we would have done for each other when we was in college. Okay, so, uh-oh, wait a minute, hold up. Mackenzie Ingram is on hold, so we got to put it through. Put it through for me real quick. Mackenzie, what's happening? Hi. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Mackenzie Ingram, the Atlanta Dreams first-round draft choice. All SEC, the University of Lady Bulldog, should I say? <laughs> Boy, you all right with me? And you're my home girl. I know you didn't grow up in Bavard County, but you're my home girl. But Mackenzie, you know, we just started the show. Thank you for calling in so early. You know, she's got to bear with us a little bit. But hey, look, you want to be a broadcaster, so Mackenzie, whenever you feel the need and desire to jump in, please do. And sweetheart, we love having you on the show. Thank you so well, much for joining. Really. All right, the family, you know, we got a great show for you today. Again, my co-host, Kelvin, the Snasty Man Harris, he's been holding it down for me for the last few weeks. Kelvin, I appreciate you. Love you much, my brother. And we also got, and I got I to gotta be politically correct because I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I'm so excited to have him back on the show, is the NBA's, uh, I guess, professional basketball analyst, um, Jordan Clarkson's business manager. Is that right, Tim? Yeah, that's right. That's, that's oh, right. There it is, yeah, Okay, we got yeah. it right. You know, I can't, <laughs> hey, I graduated from the University of Miami, so I can't read too well sometimes. You know what I mean? But. <laughs> hey, but when anyway. he coached there, he know how it go. Oh, that's right. I forgot you coached there, Tim. Yeah. Yeah, I coached there. But he coached. Right? You know, he, he graduated from somewhere else. But, Tim, it's great to have you on the show. And right now, and I'm going I'm to run through this real quick, but um, we got to give a moment of silence, just real quick, to a guy that I met a long time ago when he was coaching at the University of Notre Dame. And um, he's probably more, most infamous for the catch that led the San Francisco 49ers to defeat the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC Championship game. Just learned that Dwight Clark has passed away. And... Um, I'll never forget when we were playing Notre Dame in the Orange Bowl and I was all hyped up and I had had some some encounters with, with Dwight. You know, I'd met him a couple of times because he was recruiting one of my homeboys, Derek Brown. But man, I was all hyped, hyped up, Kelvin. I was out there, I was jacked up. And he came over there to say, hey, look, you know, take it easy on my boys. And I went off. <laughs> I went off. I was like, hey, man, what the hell are you talking about? We're gonna kick that. <laughs> and um so, so it is funny, McKenzie, because I end up, I end up, I, I signed with the um, two years later, I signed a, a free agent deal with the San Francisco 49ers. and the first person I met was Dwight Clark, and I'm sitting there looking at him like, oh my god, dude, <laughs> and, and, and I'm pretty sure he remembered that. They ended up cutting me anyway, but it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, Dwight, I mean, rest in peace, my brother, and um, you know, we love you. Dwight was 61 years old. He, um, he had ALS. He was battling uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. And, oh, and people, man. it is a serious disease. It is serious. Um, That's a tough disease to have. It is. Very unfortunate. But um, again, Dwight, um, he left you know, a beautiful family. Um, and and he's, he's a great guy. And again, so just real quick, a moment of silence. All right, cool. We're back. Bam. So, now, Mackenzie yeah. and Tim, y'all are the basketball pros. Mackenzie, you are off the chain. Not are you only are you off the chain as a basketball player, but you're an amazing <laughs> individual. But we're going to take the first few minutes of this segment right here to talk about the NBA Finals. Tim, 
I know your boy Jordan Clarkson doing his thing with the Cleveland Cavaliers, but they suck. <laughs> oh, man. They suck. They wow. suck, bro. Guys, I don't think – here, I'm going to say to you early. If you make it to the finals, you don't suck. Okay? Right. It's too, ah, that sounds good. Playing basketball. Apparently, it's two great teams playing basketball. Right. Uh, and they've had, they've had to fight, fight their way through multiple challenges to get here to this point. So I can't use the word suck. Can my, can my guy get yeah, his team? They, they need some improvement. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tim, but they don't suck. Tim, I got to uh, disagree with you. It's one great team and one great player. And me, you, Hurley, uh, a couple of guys from the uh, local homeless shelter and two dudes uh, working careers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean – LeBron, he got to have the strongest shoulders in America because he's carrying a whole region. I mean, yeah. he has. And J.R. Smith, his uh, realtor is already showing his house because he ain't, he ain't going to be able to come back to Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, so, so. That, was a, that was a major, 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 major blunder in game one. I mean, that, yeah. that right there changed the whole series. Does it even do you even call it a blunder? I mean, come on, man. That's got to be one of the worst travesties. And that was worse than Chris Webber calling timeout when they didn't have any timeouts. Hurley, yeah, let I me ask you a question. Really if yeah, that would have been Jimmy as our coach. What? Yeah. Yeah, Tim, let me tell you something. If he'd have done that with Jimmy Johnson, he wouldn't have even, even get, gotten to shower with us that night. He would have had to walk back to the hotel, and his stuff would have been in the lobby because his key would have been uh, – uh, Uncoded. That's yeah, just. I got you. Yeah. So, so McKenzie, you played for some great coaches at the University of Georgia. Uh huh. Could anything like that have ever happened at the University of Georgia? Uh, no, never. No, no, no. no. I, I didn't think so. Usually, I didn't those situations so. we talk about, like, you know, what we're gonna do if there is a free throw miss, whether call a timeout or try to get up a quick shot. So, I have no idea what was going on in his head at that time. It was. That and neither does probably, he. It had to be so embarrassing for him. <laughs> hey, you know what it looked like, though? It looked like he was playing sand. I'm not sandlot, but, you know, basketball out at, at one of, yeah, a park ball, and they were playing half court, and he had to take it back. Hold on for a second. Tim, you're a former coach. Let me ask you a question. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. Can we put any of the blame of that on um, on Ty Lue? No, I mean, guys, um, you guys get paid a lot of money. And I'm expecting you to know time to score for that type of money you're getting paid. Yeah. I, I agree. But, you know, there probably are some people out there who are saying that, well, the coach should have told him. But I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in agreement with you. That's too important of a time not to know the score. I mean, that's just unacceptable. Yeah, and the, yeah. the worst part about it, how often do you get an offensive rebound on a free throw? Why did he just put it back up? You know what I mean? Come on. But, kids, you know how hard that is. That's, it's yeah. hard to do. Everybody's boxing out. I mean, come on, man. It's even designed for you not to get the rebound, and you get it, and you run all the way up to – it, it almost looked like that Fruit of the Loom commercial. <laughs> uh, <laughs> remember the fruit of the loan commercial when they get the tip off and they go down and score at the wrong basket yeah well, but, hey, but uh, that's, that's almost how bad GR made it look but Kevin you are right LeBron James is carrying this entire team so and you know and this is what was so funny to me all of a sudden and I, again, we're on the East Coast, so I don't get a chance to see Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors play a lot. But I do like to watch them play. Steph out there talking junk. I'm talking about every game. What is this? He a gangster now. Even his, his wife had to, had to she had to talk to him about his his language. I mean, come on, Steph, really? Well, you know what it is, Hurley, and Tim. You being a coach, I think maybe you can appreciate this. This guy has worked. Uh, 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 extremely hard in the off seasons, and I think he's at a level now where Barkley and Shaq talk about this on TNT, where the game is slowed down, and he realizes he can get to his spot and get his shot off anytime he wants to. Nobody in the world can stop him now. Well, well, guys, I'll tell you, man, he, he is 
unguardable when that when that three ball is going in like it's like it is now. Like you can't you can't get close enough to him because he'll go and buy you. And if you stay even an arm's length away from him, he if he gets a, a glimmer a glimpse at the rim, it's over for you. So yeah, like yeah. He, he's unguardable. I mean, you well, let me two well, unguardable guys on the court right now. Well, let me ask you a question, Jordan. Or uh, Tim, can Jordan guard him? Because I was looking at the matchups, and I would figure if I was Tyron Lue, I would use Jordan Clarkson for at least three, four fouls on Steph Curry. Hey, 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 hey Tim, hold up, Tim. Tim, hold up, hold, hold up, hold up. We got to take a break. Don't you answer that question. And Mackenzie, I think you can. Go, I think you can guard Steph Curry myself. You know, because I watched oh, you play. Oh God. Yes, man. Hey, hello. <laughs> we got to take a break. When we get back. Mr. Fuller is going to answer that question of, of whether or not his his guy, Jordan Clarkson, can guard Steph Curry. And Tim, you better answer it right. If you answer it wrong, I'm coming through this microphone. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thunder chickens beware, we're coming for ya. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, it's all about the Spring Gobbler Smackdown, and our panel of pros are out for beards. Joining us is David Blanton of Bill Jordan's Realtree Outdoors and Monster Bucks, outdoor writer M.D. Johnson, and Pete Muller from the National Wild Turkey Federation. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And we are back, family. We are back. You are listening to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. I'm sitting here with one of the greatest Lady Bulldog basketball players in the history of the game, Mackenzie Ingram. Again, welcome back, Mackenzie. Tim Fuller, basketball extraordinaire, former University of Miami basketball coach, um, business manager to one of the one of the young stars, one of the young bright stars, Jordan Clarkson, and my main man, Kelvin the Snatched Man Harris. Okay, so. Tim, the question was posed to you now. Can yep. Jordan Clarkson cover Steph Curry? Okay, At least so for a little while. I'm going to answer this question, and it's a, it's a two-part question. So if you put Jordan Clarkson and Steph Curry in between the basketball line, just them two matching up against each other, can Jordan Clarkson guard Steph Curry? Yes, Jordan, Clark- yes. Jordan Clarkson guard anybody in the NBA, right? That's what you I put thought. him out there in the middle of the floor and say, guard this guy. Now, when you put him in the offense that is aligned with the Golden State Warriors, and he's coming off three screens of possession, he's shooting the ball from 32 feet, and he's working downhill off of ball screens, and you got to know the coverage, and you're depending on Tristan Thompson to yell it out to you in time, and you got to switch off on Draymond. Like, it becomes a much more complicated question than can he guard Steph Curry. I feel like in, in the Golden State Warriors system, there's two guys that are unguardable, and I feel like that's that's that's, Ke- that's Kevin Durant 
and that's Steph Curry. In that system, wow. those guys are not guardable. Wow. Wow. Well, hey, that, man, you said you said a mouthful then, boss, because you know, Kevin Durant. Well, Kevin, Kevin's what, 6'11"? 7 foot, yeah. yeah. 6'11", it can shoot, he got, got a shooting touch that is 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 is, is from above, a, a heavy mm. shooting touch, and 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 he he'll post you up, he'll shoot over top of you, or he'll or he'll go by you. The only oh, thing Kevin like, Durant won't do is go to a barbershop. <laughs> hey, but Kevin Durant, I got the barbershop for you. Hey, look, man, uh, Afro <laughs> City, right here in Cocoa, Florida. Come, come, when you come to Brevard County, come to Cocoa. When you come to play Orlando Magic, come down here and get your hair cut, man, because that's embarrassing, KD. I mean, come on, bro. We love you, but dog, man, you're making us look bad. All those dark-skinned brothers. You know, all the dark-skinned brothers? Well, Draymond, but yeah, you know, Draymond got the wave, the sporting wave and stuff, so you need uh. to hook up with and get you some sporting wave, get you a wave cap or something, because that's just bad. But anyway, <laughs> hey, Tim, I got my homeboy and his son. I got the whole family. I got a family of pros on the phone right now on the show. And, man, I am just ecstatic. Joining us is my main man. We call him Big E, because he's a big old dude. Derek Ingram. Big E, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. And now this is Mackenzie's father, Tim and Kelvin. Yeah. What's this up, man? Mackenzie's dad. Welcome, welcome, and welcome. then we also have the New York Giants first round draft choice of the year 2017. Old Mrs. Best player in the last 20 years, Evan, <laughs> Evan Ingram. Evan, man, welcome to the show, man. What's happening? Not much, man. Good to be on. Man, yeah, but hey, man, y'all, well, y'all doing your thing. Y'all got a bunch of our boys up there in New York. I mean, you, you went to, man, that, that's, I'm not going to say America's team, but obviously, dude, that's one of the most visible teams in the country. Mm, y'all yeah, got some is. good dogs up there. Yeah. And you uh, want them. It, 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 yeah. it was pretty different. It was pretty, uh, pretty good, pretty different jump from a little Oxford, Mississippi up here to New York, but uh, it's, it's all fine. <laughs> Kind of um, adds uh, a little pressure on, but uh, it makes it better. There ain't no pressure, man. You're doing what you do, and we love you for it. I know y'all didn't grow up in Bavard County, but we're gonna take uh, we, we're gonna we're gonna take y'all anyway. I mean, y'all are us. Biggie, your father grew up here, grew up with your father, played football against him, basketball against him, you know, watched him throughout college when he first went to Louisville. We ain't gonna talk about all that though. What high school you went to? We ain't gonna talk about it. <laughs> What yeah, school you went to Rockledge High School, man, right here. Oh, our okay. rival, one of our rivals, right. Rockledge High School, and um, and and again, Big E, man, you, dude, you did your thing, though, E. I mean, even playing against you, you were one of the highest recruited players in Bavard County. You know, ended up going to Louisville, and you know, you did your little thing, but you ended up finishing off at life, and y'all won some championships up there, bro. Yeah, me, uh, me, Ed, and Tyree, we were the foundation over at Life. Uh, university up here in Marietta, Georgia. Uh, yeah. We didn't win any titles. We didn't win any titles, but, you know, laying the foundation uh, helped the guys after us get the titles. There you go. Yeah, so y'all y'all went in there and did the groundwork, and then everybody else, I mean, they compared everybody else to y'all after y'all left. Because y'all had a hell of a team, man, old Fuzzy. You know, we mentioned Fuzzy about, you know, Kevin Durant coming to Afro City. And Fuzzy, if you're out there listening, bro, we love you. And congratulations on your, you know, being named the head coach at Cocoa High School. Y'all are my model. But, um, man, it, it is so exciting to have a family of pros on the phone. So, again, yeah. on, the, on the show. I mean, so I'm, sit, I'm sitting at, at El Charro's one day, and Darius Goins is sitting there. We're sitting there talking. I had just watched the Florida State Ole Miss game. The, the one bright spot for Ole Miss was a kid by the last name of Ingram. Mm. Now, mind you, Biggie and, and, and uh, Evan, I had no idea that you were Derek's son. So me and Derek are sitting there talking, and we're talking about the game. I'm like, dude, man, that tight end from Ole Miss, boy, he was kicking Florida State. But and as a matter of fact, I think that's the, the play that you caught on the sideline is the play that Derwin James got hurt on. Am I correct? Evan? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. He broke okay. a little bit. 
Oh, okay. But but the, you caught a you caught a, a, a pass on the sideline, and um, Derwin James tried to tackle you, and that's the play that he got hurt on, right? Uh, I, it may have been. Um, yeah. I, we went we went ahead up a couple times, so um, but I can't remember exactly which player, but we we did meet up on the sideline a couple times. Yeah, but I I think you um I think you put you put the old old hill grow curse on there whatever you did to him but but anyway so I'm sitting there talking to Darius and he brings your name up I'm like dude yeah you know man that tight end they're off the chain he said yeah that's Big E's son I said Big E who he was like yeah that's Big E's son I said man that ain't Big E's son so we went back and forth and man I was so excited to hear that I never got a chance to meet you but I do know your father and man I'm just I'm, I'm just you know excited about you all and excited about your career with, with the Giants. Now, last year, you you were the bright spot for the Giants. Odell Beckham goes down. You ended up having a pretty good career, a pretty good season. And now they're saying that you're going to be the, benefa- the benefactor of Odell Beckham, guys having the double of Odell, oh, having yeah. the 10 with Saquon Barkley, and now Eli Manning and Coach Shermer's offense. Man, it's like he's being resurrected. So they're saying that you're gonna have a great career this year. Are you looking forward to it? Definitely, definitely. I'm um, just being up here with uh, we've been doing some OTAs, which is like small practices, and just getting to run around, go against the defense, and just kind of work on the new offense and getting Saquon. And Odell's not even here, and uh, me and Eli have been uh, been looking pretty good, just um, just making plays. And definitely, the offense is really dynamic. Uh, everybody's gonna get to see the ball. Um, but just kind of uh, building on our run game and getting getting some getting the linebackers to buy a little bit is definitely going to open up the middle of the field for guys like myself and Sterling Shepard and uh, a couple other guys to get in there and make some things happen. Yeah, that's another oh. Sterling Shepard. I forgot all about Sterling. So I mean, you guys are so, so there's a lot of excitement, a lot of buzz going on with with the Giants right now. Definitely, definitely. So I see y'all move my home, but now you, well, you got a couple of our homeboys up there, Kelvin. No, they got. Olivier Vernon. Uh, yeah, Eric Flowers, Olivier Vernon, and uh, R.J. Yeah. McIntosh. Right. What you need to do is you need to be a, as good a friend to Eric, and y'all need to, to, to get him right because if he plays good this year, y'all are going to be in a good situation because I think Nate Soda is going to do, do a good job on the left side for y'all. Definitely. I mean, you can tell he's been – he put a lot of work in this offseason. Um, he's definitely kind of adjusting to the right tackle spot, and even talking to him, he says – really different but um he, you can see a lot of good things out of him and he wants to get better and he wants to be better so uh, we're definitely pushing him i'm i'm always talking to him we're always um next to each other when we're when we're in when i'm in line so i'm definitely i'm excited uh, i'm excited for him to kind of have a bounce back here for sure i think i think he will because he's a natural right tackle um i just think that they put him out there on the island these last couple of years they didn't really give him a lot of help they didn't give him any mm-hmm. chips and you know the way y'all practice now is different than when we were in the league because if you get into the season and you're having a bad season and you're a lineman, you don't have an opportunity to get better in pads because you don't practice in pads. Yeah. And as an no, offensive lineman, you have to practice in pads. But he'll be fine this year at right tackle. It's a lot different. He'll be going up against different uh, rushers, and I think he'll be able to run block and help you. You guys will be able to communicate together when y'all uh, combo block. I think y'all going to have a good season. Y'all got a great situation. Definitely. I feel it. Great season because we we planning on getting up there to see you, Big E. Hey, McKenzie. All right. So I, I read something before where Dad was saying that when you were coming through high school, he wasn't too sure that you were going to be, be good. He was kind of disappointed in you there for a little bit, and then all of a sudden you blossomed. You remember, you remember that interview, Eric, Big E? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. She was a, yeah. she was a uh, cheerleader. Okay. Uh, a pretty good one. And uh, she, uh, <laughs> she liked basketball, but didn't too much care about the running. Wow. And uh, all of a wow. sudden, a uh, light bulb turned on, and the rest is history. So, wow. so Mackenzie, when, when did that light bulb come on, and do you remember – what it took yeah, um, for you to realize how good you were going to be. So I believe I was going in, yeah, I was going into the eighth grade. So it was like going into the eighth grade summer. Um, we played a, 
against one of the, the teams here. I played up, like, um, mm-hmm. with the older team because they just needed an extra body, I guess. And um, we played against another good team who um, had one of, like, Atlanta's top stars on that team. And okay. I just had an amazing game um, and realized that I could play the girl that we were going against is Diamond to Shields. Um, she oh, really? She went overseas. She's now with the Chicago Sky. So, um, she's, I mean, she's a great player, but we were obviously in middle school then. So, but still, just knowing that I could compete with her, I think that's kind of when I realized, like, okay, uh, maybe I should stick with basketball. Wow. That's awesome. That's an awesome story. Hey, we're going to take a break. When we, when we come back, Biggie, I want you to tell the family what was it like? And, and all we're going to pose the question to all three of y'all. What was it like growing up in the Ingram household with all these superstar athletes? And when did, you know, did, did watching Evan push you, Mackenzie? You know what I mean? So we'll talk about that when we, when we get back. But just think about that. And when we come back, we're going to pose that question to all three of y'all. Because, man, that, that must have been a an awesome experience growing up in that household with literally giants of, of, of their sports, even back then. Because, you know, you don't have to wait until you, uh, you know, a grown-up to determine that this person is going to be really good. I'm sure everybody saw it. Derek, I'm sure you saw it. But we're going to wait and talk about that after this break. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety Ray Ellis on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Are you ready for the latest sports news, the culture around the game and unique insight? Then you need to make Kareem and the Coach your destination each week. Host Kareem Rush played for the LA Lakers and has the inside track to personas in both professional and college sports. Co-host Eric Newman is a former basketball coach and now a producer and filmmaker. Together they cover sports and entertainment in a fast-paced hour every Friday at 5pm Eastern Time and 2pm Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Family, we are back. We're sitting here with the, the Ingrams, a professional family. First round draft choice with New York Giants, Evan Ingram. And I guess I, I need to be honest and say the third round, a third round draft choice. But nonetheless, you were still drafted, McKenzie, to the Atlanta Dream. So, and again, you all SEC. Both of y'all play for SEC schools. Yeah. Uh, so, so how did that happen? I'm sorry. One of the East. How, I mean, how, how did that happen? I mean, Evan, I'm even and McKenzie. You were one of the top 100 recruits in the, in the entire country. Mm-hmm. What, what what led you to Georgia? Um, you know, I am a homebody. I wanted to stay close to home. And um, their journalism school here is, like, top in the nation. So it kind of was 
a win-win. Um, and then obviously there's a huge legacy here. Coach Andy Landers um, recruited me for him my freshman year. So just, you know, coming in, wanting to change the program, kind of like my dad, how he did at life, um, just set that foundation so that hopefully years to come there's a championship and um, their Grady, Grady College here at Georgia was their, is their journalism school, and it's like one of the best. So. Wow. Cool. Lady Bulldogs. All right, Evan. So, I mean, come on, Ole Miss. I'm, hey, I'm not taking nothing away from Ole Miss. They're in the SEC. Man, you could have came to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, man, but, was, but what, what, what pretty, led you to Ole Miss, though? Yeah, so I was, I mean, I was pretty low key coming out of high school. I didn't really get recruit, start getting recruited until going into my senior year. So, um, so I had a lot of mid majors uh, that were that were interested, and I had offers from them. But um, um, Ole Miss just called me up one day. Uh, they were coming off of a horrible season. They were coming off like a two and ten season, and uh, they just got a whole new staff. Coach Freeze and Coach Harris was a tight end coach, and um, they called me. They said they they saw me at some camp or something, and uh, they wanted to get me get me uh, get me there for a visit. And I visited, and everything just felt right. Just the offense. They they said I could come in and compete as a freshman, um, and uh, that was something I wanted to do. And there was SEC because uh, I, I came with a mindset of we might uh, we might get our butts whooped every week, but um, but we're playing top of the line talent and. Right. Uh, but we ended up really uh, – it was just a perfect fit and ended up getting in there, get some guys to come into our class, and we kind of changed, changed the culture and changed that thing around. Hey, so, so both of y'all, I mean, pretty much followed in your, in your father's footsteps. So what, what Derek Ingram did at life is to be commended. You know, it probably put him in the Hall of Fame one day if he's not already in there. But did y'all have those conversations? Did, did, did y'all know much about – um, your dad's legacy and how good of a basketball player and football player that he was. Did y'all, did y'all have those conversations in the household, Biggie? Uh, somewhat. You know, I, I was I, I was just trying to make sure they were they were grounded and 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 knew that their dad was an athlete. Uh, I didn't I didn't go into details because you know my story, my journey went went south. Uh, so I just I took my journey of mistakes and my journey of success and, and, and input it in them to, to try to make sure that they wouldn't follow down that same path of, of mistakes that I made in decision-making as my several schools I went to just didn't work out. So I, I, just, I, I just simply told them, hey, Pops had it going on in football. Pops was a great basketball player. Uh, I went to school on football, ended up graduating, uh, playing basketball. Uh, so, you know, they knew there was a history. Right. Okay. Okay. So, so McKenzie, what was it like growing up under Evan? And, I mean, like I said, you, you, you know, you see greatness early on in life. You know what I mean? You don't have to wait until – he go to college and stuff. What what did you how much pressure was it for you to be great in sports watching your brother? Or vice versa. Evan, what did you see nah, in McKenzie? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a butt in I'm a butt in on this one. Um, okay. Honestly the pressure the pressure was on me. Um she was getting offers since uh coming in the eighth grade. So uh that uh there was a there, there wasn't a lot of expectations and pressure from anybody else, but I took it to heart and I um, it motivated me. Um, wow. So honestly, if you, that question should have been asked to me uh, regarding her because she um, figured out she figured out uh, how talented she could be at an early age, and a lot of people saw that as well. And that was something I wanted, and it didn't come till later. And it's funny I tell people all the time that McKenzie was giving me recruiting advice uh, when I was starting to get attention, and uh, and so it was it definitely uh, was, it was I wouldn't say pressure, but it just really motivated me. And it pushed me um, to kind of just get right and, and just continue to stay the course with the with working out and then going to camps and, and doing well, things I was supposed to be doing. So um, I wouldn't say pressure or, or anything like that, but it was definitely motivating. Right. Well, well McKenzie, I tell you what. Well, McKenzie, you, you actually got an offer from Ohio State in the eighth grade. Yeah. That was my first offer. From Ohio State. 
Kevin, do you, do you hear this? That's pretty impressive. I'm glad you didn't make that bad life choice, though, and go there. <laughs> oh, man. That's where my mom went to school. So we grew up huge Ohio State fans. Um, and so when I got the offer, obviously, as an eighth grader, I called my dad, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I got an offer. Like, can I commit? And he's like, no. And I'm like, why? And then he said, you know, there's going to be more to come. So I'm glad I made that phone call to my dad because I would have definitely committed that day and um, things might have turned out a little bit different. But, yeah, so Ohio State was my first offer. And then, you know, I just got um, – I don't remember the total of how many I had, but I, I had quite a few, humbly. I'm saying that very humbly. But oh, you hey, you, you Not on my show, you don't. <laughs> Man, you be boasting. You brag about what you do. We gonna brag about you. You ain't gotta brag about it. We gonna brag about you. You my homegirl. Hey, so Mackenzie. Yes. We got about three and a half minutes to break. Oh gosh. Okay. Now, are you ready for your first interview live? Your first live interview. We're gonna let you interview your brother. Ask him whatever you wanna ask him. Oh. Are you ready? I'm not ready, but I'll, you know, I'll freestyle. Oh, hey, this family, we all family. We just, we just having fun. So whatever you want to talk about, even if you want to just sit there and tell them how much you love him and how proud you are of him, I'm cool with that. But let's, let's get Mackenzie Ingram her first live interview on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Okay, so this is a question I've had for a very long time. Uh, that I've never asked you. I don't know why. But um, so when I was getting recruited, Ole Miss was one of the top, my last, like, three schools, I think, um, that was really, you know, looking to go to kind of follow in Evan. Um, and when I called Evan, I told him I cho- chose Georgia. He was happy, but um, I always wanted to know, Evan, if you were, like, almost sad or not disappointed, but, like, you, because I know you really wanted me to come with you. So like, were you ever sad that I chose to go to Georgia instead? Um, <laughs> honestly, I wasn't. I wasn't sad. I was. I had my hopes up, and I thought it would be a pretty cool experience um, to go to college together and, and play sports, uh, play a big time sport together. But um, I knew, I knew Georgia was the perfect fit for you, um, especially with all the stuff that went on with Ole Miss and the coach that you really liked. He was gone, and um, uh, I. I, I wasn't mad about it. I was I was excited about the opportunity that we could have that we could have had, but um, I was never I was never um, bitter about it or anything. I was I knew Georgia was um, the perfect fit. You couldn't you couldn't even do sleepovers in middle school um, away from the house. So I knew I knew <laughs> I knew you being that far away would, would be tough. So I, I knew Georgia was the perfect fit, um, and uh, I, I knew you. Were, I know you picked the right one. Okay, okay. Um, so this year, obviously, you didn't have the best uh, season, like, with your team. How did you – this is, like, a total different question. How did you manage, like, um, celebrating your own success even though your team wasn't as successful? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, that's a great it was, question. It was, it, was, uh, it, was, it was tough because I'm, like, I'm the type of guy that, I can't really – it's hard for me to be happy about the good things I do on the loss. Um, trust me, I, I was excited. It was my first year um, in the league, and um, when I was kind of stepped up to a bigger role, um, I, I I thought I did pretty well. There's a lot of things I could have done better, but even the good things, I was really proud of myself, and, um, and it was fun. It was exciting, but it was tough just because um, all that was – it felt like it was all for nothing. So it's – it's definitely good to, um, to 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 soak in the good things. So you, so like some things that some of the good things I would do, um, I would I would harp on and, and continue to improve on. But also in the losses, um, I definitely took all the mistakes and all the things that could be better to heart as well. So it was um, it was it was kind of the best of both. I mean it was it was good and bad. Um, but uh, it was definitely tough to kind of uh, feel good about. Um, feel good about where I was because I was doing good but the team wasn't and I'm definitely a harp on being a team guy so it was tough alright last question um, do I have enough time yeah yep go ahead 
So obviously, like um, you just said, you didn't have the best season, but that allowed you to come home a little bit earlier um, and you were able to see more of my games. Which was your favorite game this year of me and why? Um, hmm. I would definitely say my the favorite game for me was um, the Mercer game, the first game of the tournament. One, because before the season started, uh, we had a conversation about um, our goals, and I was, it was, I was really focused on you about it because um, the year y'all made it to the tournament, um, you, were in, you had your, um, your, your um, heart issue, and, uh, and I know that was tough for you. And that's such a big stage, and I, was, I always prayed. That was one of my prayers that you got to experience it. And so that, um, that first game, uh, walking in, you getting intro- introduced and um, seeing it really happen, um, and that you, and you you kind of spoke it into the universe and spoke it to existence before the season was started. That was a really special moment. Um, and uh, even in the game, even the game you guys had, it was a tough game. It was a back and forth battle. Y'all didn't give in. Um, I could just see the whole year. Um, your, every teammate looked to you in tough times, and you always kept kept the girls um, very even keeled and they looked to you for energy and we always talk about being that spark and you were the biggest spark on the court every single game so um, that was a really that was a really good day for me uh, supporting you and I was um, I was getting pretty into the game as well so um, that was a really that was a real special that was a special game for me to uh, be be there and watch you Man, I'm finna cry. Oh, somebody bring me some tissue. Hey, but look, hey, we gotta take a break real quick. When we come back, um, we'll finish up again this part of the the show, a family of pros and Biggie. Again, you know, I can't thank you enough. But we're gonna take a break real quick. We'll be right back with the get down with Hurley Brown. Look at you, Mackenzie. See that? I told you, you can do this. Yeah, you know. Mackenzie, Mackenzie, you about to take some stuff over. I'm like, oh, I know, man. Yeah, you need your own show. Hey, hey yeah, Biggie, yeah, man, trying, you've done an amazing job with your kids, man. She trying to exile out with real time. Oh, what's the girl at ESPN? She from Georgia too, right? Maria. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you coming for her job? Hey, now, did did your mom play basketball at Ohio State? Uh, no, she just went. Oh, okay. So Big E don't ask me. She was the she was the brains of the operation. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. All the hey, Big, hey, they, hey. they talk about me so bad, but it's. it's I put a picture of me and my wife on um, on Facebook. Kevin going to talk about Beauty and the Beast. Come on, bro. You killing me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, I'm, I'm a cheap too, dog. I got a serious question. Yeah. So you seen? So I'm guessing you've seen some of my games, whether it be college or NFL. Um, and uh, you know, you knew you knew Biggie back in the day. Who got who got the most oh, uh, who got the most juice on the field? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, man, that's a tough one, bro. That's a tough one. <laughs> hey, Big E was a bad man. I'll I, I put it to you this way. If Big E don't have the knee injuries, I don't think you can touch your dad. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell him. Tell him, Big E. He don't, he don't, know, he don't know the Big E I know. <laughs> I got to tell him one more time. Tell him one more time. Oh, uh, Evan, you, you're a hell of a football player, man. You, I'm telling you that when I watched that Florida State game, I had no idea who you were. But yeah, I, I, I I didn't know that you were Derek Ingram's son. But I knew who you were watching that game. And I hadn't watched Ole Miss. I hadn't watched him at all. And, and you know, again, man, you up there. Jesse Armstead is our boy. Oh, yeah. Jesse. Yeah, hey, you got three, four canes up there. Well, yeah. RJ, I, I recruited. Yeah. I helped RJ McIntosh. And um, and man, we're excited about yeah. Landon Collins. I recruited his brother to the University of Miami. Wow! So yeah, they're all they're yeah. all good dudes. I always mess with Jesse. Uh, yeah, always. Hey, what's Jesse, up with you know? the uh, what's up with your boy from Ohio State, man? He got his head on right. Yeah, he good, man. He good. He he had a lot of stuff going on last year, and um, definitely didn't handle some certain situations the right way. But it's a good kid, talented kid. Um, he's yeah, gonna be mom, good player this year. His mom got sick, right? Yeah, his mom was sick, and she had some had a crazy procedure, and we were losing, and a lot of people. It was it was just a bad. He just didn't really handle it that well. So, um, but he's definitely doing better. 
That's good. But yeah, and you know, the surgery, you know, you just got to be careful these days because it can go wrong and, you know, you know, it, I can see how that could affect them because it looked like y'all was losing and then y'all was just falling apart as a team. Yeah, it was a lot of guys, a lot of guys didn't, definitely didn't um, handle it that well and a lot of drama and some point finger pointing and it was it was just, it was a perfect storm um, and a lot of guys kind of um, tapped out and was ready for it to be over. Yeah, well, hey, be careful, man, because that New York media is treacherous. Oh man, yeah, they they some savages. They they was they was running in the locker room every day. Wow, wow, but hey, but that, that's that's I mean that's one of the benefits and minuses of being in. The Big Apple in the in the big city. Yeah. Well, shoot, you know? Tim. Uh, uh, Jordan might be in New York next year. Then I just thought about that. Man, where you going, man? Why are you starting in? Oh my God, man. <laughs> hey, man, if I'm him, I'm following LeBron wherever he goes. LeBron go to the bathroom. I'm going too. Cause... <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Hey, hey, let's change the subject because this dude here is off the chain. Hey, all right, Biggie. One last yep. question for the family, and then we're gonna talk about the the the, the finals. Okay. A game of 21. Wow. In your driveway. <laughs> All, day. McKenzie, All day. McKenzie, Evan, and Big E. McKenzie, who wins that game? I do. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we talking all SEC now. Uh, talking all SEC. Yeah, and we talking old school, too. My man, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, ain't no fouls in, in, in um, 21. They, you can't foul out in 21. No fouls in yes, sir. Yeah, buddy. Hey, we, but Evan. And we, and we. Go ahead. And we, and we, and we treat our SEC like she's a grown man. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Hey, whenever y'all get ready to have that game, please let me know because I'm coming up there with cameras rolling. We want to watch it all. But, man, hey, I'm so proud of you, Biggie. And as I said, man, you've done an amazing job with your kids. But you are always an amazing guy. Mackenzie, I read a lot about you, and it talks about how, you know, it, it, there's a program that you, you work with beyond basketball. talks about how you go out and, and you commit yourself to kids and community service. And, dude, and I'm telling you, you're, I'm telling both of you, your father was the same way. We didn't have the community. We didn't label it back then. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, Big E would, would always give you his last. He was always looking out for people. And, man, I'm telling you, I, I couldn't be happier knowing that his kids are so successful. Because, again, we're family. You know, we grew up together, watched each other play. And uh, when, when I got a chance to realize that you guys are his kids, man, I couldn't be happier for, for Big E. You know, even if you guys were my kids. I mean, I just think he's an amazing person, and you guys are truly blessed. So stay blessed. Again, thank you for coming on the show. We love you. Thank you. And, and we're going to continue to follow you. And whenever you're ready to come back on the show, Mackenzie, <laughs> you got to go hey, every Tuesday from 3 to 4. Whenever you, all you got to do is make the phone call, baby. We'll give you the show. We'll give it to you. You got it. Okay. All right. Hey, but thank you for, for spending time with us. And um, we're going to get on with, with the rest of the we got last, last three minutes of the show. We're going to hit some things. But um, Evan, good luck to you. Tell Jesse and the, them hurricane fellas we said hello. And, and we'll try to catch up with your man later on down the road and find out what's going on through, um, you know, maybe through training camp. We can get you back on the show. Definitely. Sounds good. All right. Sounds All right, good. Well, thank you. Appreciate y'all. All right. Family. So that was one of the greatest families in, that has come through Bavard County. You know, again, Evan Ingram, first-round draft choice with the New York Giants. Mackenzie Ingram, his little sister, third-round draft choice with the WNBA, the Atlanta Dream. And dude, both of them played in the SEC, had stellar careers. Amazing. Amazing. But that's what Bavard County does for you, baby. It ain't like down there in South Florida. We get, <laughs> we, 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 we get down up here, Kevin Harris. All right, now, hey, before we get out of here, these are just the things that, man, hey, we, you know, usually we do first things first. We come in, we tell you what's going on out there in the crazy country, but there's a lot of stuff that has been happening since I've been on my sabbatical teaching high school kids. But I just want to, come on. So we're going to hit it. We're going to last things last. 
<laughs> Morgan Freeman getting accused of sexual assault. Come on, Kevin, what that? Morgan, not the morgue, really? Yeah, wow. even God, even God ain't exempt. Oh my God, Pusha T and Drake rappers, check this out. Pusha T and Drake going off on each other. Well, on, I, I'll say this: um, for those who don't know, this beef goes back quite a few years, and it really started with Pharrell and Baby. Mm-hmm. And with clips because uh, they did some tracks for Baby, and as is Baby's known to do, he didn't pay them. And over the years, uh, Pusha T and the boys have thrown some shade, mostly at Lil Wayne and Drake. Because to be honest with you, they really don't want to throw that much shade at Baby because the older brother's a killer for real. Oh, so, hey, let's hold. We, we don't talk like that on the show now. Come on, wait, wait, wait. Hey, hey, Tim, you see your boy going off. Hold on, Kevin. Slow down, boss. Hey, well, on, a, on a better note, let's get off that subject. Congratulations to Coach Dennis Erickson, Ray Lewis, and Dan Morgan for being on, on the ballot of going into the College Football Hall of Fame. Okay. Ray ain't in the Hall of Fame yet? Not in the College Football Hall, Hall of Fame, obviously. What? Nick Chubb just signed a four-year deal with the Cleveland Browns. Hey, but I got to say this. Congratulations to Merritt Island star pitcher and my main man, Mason Denneberg, for getting drafted the 27th pick overall in the Major League Baseball draft. He's going to play for the Washington Nationals. And I'm telling you, this kid is a stud. That's a I great love for him it, as a pitcher. Yes, it is. It is. Hey, but family, that's our show for Wait, today. I got one question for Tim. To go. I got one got? question for Tim. Tim. Yes, sir. Will it yes, go? Sir. Will it go six or will it be over in four? Hmm. It won't go six. <laughs> Safe enough. Hey, it ain't gonna go five. It, it'll go. It'll go five. But it won't go past five. Cleveland will win the game in Cleveland. After that, that's a wrap. That Jr. That Jr. Uh, that Jr. Uh, incident, man, that that really that changed, changed that everything. That killed it. That killed it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Hey, but let's talk about that next week now, because you know the finals will be before next week. We get a chance to talk about it. Tim. It was I great mean, having you on the show, man. I, I appreciate you, guys, you. Man. Kevin. Kevin, doing your thing. Tim, come back, please. Come back next right. week. I'll be back. Yeah, back. So, you right, can, so you can tell us where LeBron going. Hey man, I don't know. <laughs> we can talk about the draft next week. I got a couple guys in this year's draft. We can talk about. The oh draft. yeah, perfect. That's All what right. we're talking about. All right, family. Okay. Next week we're talking about the NBA draft. Again, All hey, right. signing off. Thank you for hanging out with us. To get down with Hurley Brown. I'm out. Hey, it's all about the you. Canes right. for life, baby. Thanks for tuning into the Get Down with Hurley Brown. The coach wants you to join us again next week, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll have another great show ready to roll next week.